Hello, I'm Wayne. This is my Iron Maiden podcast, sponsored by Dudley Zoo. Proudly one of the top 75 zoos in the country, even with the ghost train. On these shows, I look at the songs of Iron Maiden and how they influenced me growing up as a boy in 1980s and 1990s Birmingham. I look at them today as well, in the 21st century, now that I'm a man and I might be a bit more mature. This week, I'm looking at the song Judas Be My Guide, which is track 10 on the Fear of the Dark album. Last week, I looked at the song The Apparition, and had some feedback on the show. Now, interestingly, people focused on me, so that was nice, but it was more about the band Metal Ghost that I was in in the late 1980s, um, which technically, you might say I wasn't in the band, but I did create sleeves and names of songs, so essentially that, to me, means I was in a band. I only mentioned it briefly, and you may recall I sort of sang a few lines from the song Evil Landscape, and it's got the plaudits. Someone on Twitter said they want a collaboration, me and Trevor, although you might recall that Trevor distanced himself a bit from it, claiming he wasn't in the band, even though the evidence was there on the back of the sleeves I drew. Anyway, I suppose he want a piece of the action now, now he sees these comments. On Facebook, Jim McGrath said, You want some Metal Ghost merchandise? He says, Please, for the love of God, release some. And this is amazing, isn't it? Just off two lines, we get interest like this. I also mentioned a song called Haunted Arcade, and that was just in passing. But yet Ron Kramer jumped on this and said, He wants a long sleeve top with Haunted Arcade and graphics. This is incredible. I mean, all these bedroom recording artists who struggle to get their stuff heard. You know, they're moaning about exposure and competition. And, you know, you just mention a song title, sing a couple of lines, and they're queuing up. There was also a fair bit of interest about the news of the 100th episode special that Trevor mentioned. And it was announced last week on social media that this episode, that will tie in with the Fear of the Dark song, will be an outside broadcast. The first of its kind... A bit like one of those BRMB roadshows in the 1990s where you get those cardboard hats with a funny swirl cut into it to put over your head. I don't know what they were called, so I hope you know what I mean. Now, I won't have any of those hats for sale, but it should still be a fun event. I know some people are quite excited. I've seen some comments, but I I do need clearance from the council still to do some of it and update my insurance policies. So don't book any hotels or flights or train tickets yet. Although it's about time East Birmingham did have a boost in tourism. Now you may recall that despite all this, the episode I did was about a song called The Apparition. And some people did mention this song. Rube Grape uh, on Twitter thinks I deserve a medal or accolade for my perseverance through the album. Yet Stuart H said it's the sound of a band running out of ideas. And Kirsty Prince said I was too kind to it. So yeah, mixed thoughts. But this week is a new song... It's called Judas Be My Guide. And you might know that Judas was a baddie in the Bible. He told some men where Jesus was hiding for 30 pieces of silver, even though he was his friend. They were called disciples then. Now, we may have all experienced this. Like a friend telling the teacher it was you who dropped a stink bomb in the school. There was no reward for him for providing this information, like 30 pieces of silver. And I wasn't crucified either as a result of it. But I did have to write a letter of apology to the school janitor. Now, avid fans of the show will remember when I mentioned this. I think it was in the Heaven Can Wait episode. 
It's strange how it's another song with a term from the Bible in it that's linked to this incident. Although I can confirm there aren't any stink bombs mentioned in the Bible. This Judas is well known for being in the Last Supper. And this is a painting of the scene from the Bible. It's a grand scene of men eating. And it was similar to the scene in the inside sleeve of the Peace of Mind album. But this was the band eating a roast dinner. And although there's no clock in that picture to see what time it is, I feel that a roast dinner is a bit substantial to have as a supper. So I don't think the band are having a supper. As Judas was a baddie, I wondered who would play his role if I reenacted The Last Supper with my Star Wars figures. Because there's goodies and baddies in there. And you might say that Judas is a kind of bounty hunter. But not Dengar the bounty hunter. Because he was still on the school roof. Even though there are more than enough goodies in Star Wars to cover all these disciples. Only Obi-Wan Kenobi had a beard. So it was a bit pointless. So none of them looked realistic. It's probably a bit offensive to use droids or Ewoks. So I don't recommend you do this. Anyway, the song Judas Be My Guide. That sort of idea of Judas being a guide, his character, it suggests that perhaps it's letting something bad or a bad influence be a guide in our life, giving in to bad things or evil. And this sort of echoes that sentiment in Only the Good Die Young. So are I a maiden thinking that it's better to be evil and guided by these things? The song was written by Dave Murray and Bruce Dickinson, and the opening instrumental bit has definitely got a Dave Murray feel. It sounds a bit odd at first, but then it all comes in together and we get this high note. I'm not sure what the highest note recorded by Iron Maiden is on guitar, but it feels like we haven't had one this high since Genghis Khan. And it's got a similar sound, there's that slight delay on it as well. And I like this. I've not really compared the intros on this album, but this one draws me in. But then there's that sort of duh, duh backing, which makes it sound a bit cheap. And once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Duh, 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 duh. I could do that for a longer time and it would be as annoying as the bit in the song. I can imagine there being keyboards in it doing this, adding to the cheese, and it's becoming borderline soft metal. When the vocal comes in, I feel that the verse overall is a bit clumsy, and it's nothing special with that repeated melody. And when the drum roll comes in, when he says, nothing is sacred, it's all over the place to me. He says, everything's up for sale. Um, that's sort of the key theme of it. Um, this is particularly true now, isn't it? With influencers and Twitter, the railways, even other people's art, with this newfangled technology, which is NFT for short. So yeah, if you look around, most things are up for sale, except merchandise for the Stetsford Hard Rock combo Metal Ghost. The sound of the song is quite retro, and I'm not saying that because it is retro, um, because I know it's 30 years old, but I mean it probably sounds a bit old-fashioned for the time, 
Um, but it wasn't cool to be retro at this point. There wasn't a Netflix with programs set in the past to give new life to old hits. You know, like we've got today with this Kate Bush thing. We had Levi's jeans adverts then to do this. And ITV stars in their eyes, hosted by Matthew Big Hands Kelly. I can see this song being used in this way though. Maybe if there's another horror show or film set in the 1990s. Because this has got a bit of a film soundtrack vibe. Like Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. It also sounds a bit like one of those songs that you get on the rock channel on the radio in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And that's a computer game set in the past where you can get in a car, drive around and, and change the radio. Now there's more to the game than that. But I used to like doing this, just driving around the city, listening to music. Uh, didn't get any points for it, but... So yeah, anyway, that, that was set in the 80s, of course. But I can see this being in a similar thing, or, or maybe as a result of this, maybe it's a good driving song. Um, but then it's only three minutes and four seconds, so that'd only be good enough for a quick drive down to the shops. And if you were leaving Birmingham, then it would just probably end before you even got to Spaghetti Junction. Never mind a suitable soundtrack for your road trip down to Devon for Haven Holidays. Um, and if you don't know what this is, yeah, it's probably called Route 66 in your country. Now it's got quite a catchy chorus. It's uh, not quite single potential, but it's a bit more commercial than a lot of the other songs. Just says Judas, my guide, whispers in the night. Uh, you might remember me mentioning this. Now earlier, I talked about Heaven Can Wait, a link to an old episode, and uh, yeah, the stink bomb incident, but fans of the show on hearing me saying whispers in the night might remember me mentioning this song way back in the Drifter episode. So yeah, I'm sure you've already thought of this, most of you, but if not, let me remind you. I was talking about defunct chocolate bars, and in that episode, I mentioned the Drifter and the Yo-Yo, because they were both relevant to the song, and were chocolate bars or biscuits that were eventually removed from the shop shelves. And I wondered if there were any other links in Iron Maiden lyrics to other chocolate bars that were no longer on sale. And I mentioned this Whispers in the Night, which comes from this song. And Whisper was a chocolate bar that was removed for a while, but actually was brought back about five or ten years ago. So, yeah. But I realise now, while it's not nice for me to link back, I realise it's a bit pointless because the chocolate bar whisper is spelled differently to the word whisper. Now, it's not really special, lyrically. Um, there's only two verses in it. But the second verse starts after one minute and four seconds. So they're not messing about. They're just ploughing through these sections. I mentioned about nothing is sacred being a bit annoying with a drum roll. But the second time they do this, there isn't a drum roll. So maybe Nico forgot it. Or maybe you realised someone would say it sounded a bit clunky on a podcast 30 years later. So we left it out. There's an instrumental after the second chorus. Obviously that's where it's going to go next. And there's this odd new vocal section before it goes into a solo. Uh, so yeah, it's okay. So this rushing through it, and it probably feels like I'm rushing through this. Um, but it sounds like they're keen to get to the end. And as a result, it's a surprisingly short song. I wonder if this will be a short episode. Now, I mentioned the length earlier with the uh, the driving bit. Um, and I can only think of a few songs that are shorter than this. So, yeah, it's down there with the shortest songs in Iron Maiden's history. And that's not something that comes to me when I think about this song. I don't obviously think that. So, yeah, it just ends with you know a chorus again. But I quite like the high guitar coming in over that final chorus section. That, that's quite nice. Judas, my God. 
Mr and Dennis Stratton this week. It's time to put on your talcum powder and red leather trousers. It's time to go beyond the stratosphere. Fringe in your eyes, fray bentos pies in a world full of magic. So don't you stray when you reach the stratosphere. It's time to go beyond the stratosphere. It's time to go. Hello, Wayne. Dennis Stratton here. Whoa, scorcher of a weekend. Really warm. Had to get a big box of ice lollies from Farm Foods. It's nice to sit in the garden and reflect on things with a glass of cider and some cheese. Not chocolate, though. It's too hot. It'll melt. Sometimes I put a Mars bar in the fridge and get it out with a knife and a plate and cut it into slices. They did that in the old days. I bet kids today don't realise how much fun you can have. It's interesting to hear you mention those ABBA concerts and whether Iron Maiden would do it. I'd have liked to give my opinion on it. I'd quite like that. I'd be playing Charlotte the Harlot of the Ruskin Arms and I'd also be watching myself playing it. I wonder if I'd get on well with my hologram. I'd give them a few tips, but I imagine you're not allowed to meet them backstage. You'll soon be at the end of this album. Oh, that other person was right. You deserve a medal. Rubbish. Can't stand it. Never mind. I think I'd given up on them by then. Anyway, better be going. I imagine Julian might have hidden a Father's Day present for me in the pantry. I wonder what it'll be. Mm. Anyway, take care. Dennis. So overall, the song's not too bad, but again, I think I'm judging it based on the company it's keeping. It's you know, surrounded by bad songs here, um, so in this case, something quite mediocre may seem good, and I feel like I've been saying that quite a lot. On face value, I think it's probably just a filler. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be conned by its position on the album, and if it was on an 80s album, it'd be the worst song on it, um, and probably in the bottom 10 or 20 of the period. So, yeah, it just passes me by, really. Even though, yeah, compared to some of the others, it's probably okay. It's a shame it's so short, because that means there's less time to recover from the apparition. That means we get into the next song sooner, so... Um, But, yeah, I think the lyrics, that that theme, it's got quite a decent message that maybe resonates today. Um, So it's a bit like those songs that are about the media or the press at the time. You can still relate to it in the 21st century. Right, I'll give Trevor a ring now and see what he's been up to. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Trevor. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, been a nice weekend. Lots to do. Great, yeah. So you're in the garden again in your vest. Yeah, it's a nice vest, isn't it? Well, I didn't pay much attention to it. I sort of, when I saw it, I sort of went to do something else. Oh, right. So anyway, we're talking about Judas Be My Guide. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I like it. Uh, it's interesting. The song is called... Judas be my guide. But then the vocal in the chorus says, Judas my guide. So they missed out the B. It's a bit like Run Silent, Run Deep, isn't it? Where you've got a change in the, in the actual line. Uh, but I'm sure you've already mentioned that, Wayne. Uh, no, I haven't actually. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. 
Yeah, the extra B in the title makes it sound like it's a request. So it's sort of saying, be my guide, as if saying please. So it's not an accident or some sort of subconscious guide. They've actually actively asked Judas or something bad to guide them. Okay, yeah, yeah, interesting. I remember reading somewhere that it's them admitting that Judas Priest was a reference and that they were a guide on their music. Do you think that's true? No, I don't, no. I think it's about Judas from the Bible um, and, yeah, about a bad influence. So, Well, I'm glad you went through that without mentioning the bad angel from Dr Faustus. So, yeah, thanks for that. Let's leave that there. So, anyway, anything else about the song? Oh, yeah, well, well remembered. But, yeah, I think the song's quite good. It might be in the top three of the album, but maybe that says more about the album than the song. I think we've said that a few times in the 1990s. Yeah, probably have. So have you ever been influenced by someone or something you shouldn't? Yeah, uh, you might remember Veronica Edwards and Belinda Hargreaves. Eh? Yeah, remember? Well, I know who they are, but I, I don't remember you having any links with them. Well, that's disappointing, because I mentioned them in two of my poems. Did you? Yeah, well, Veronica Edwards was in 22 Acacia Avenue, and Belinda Hargreaves was uh, the inspiration for the poem Two Minutes to Midnight. Okay, so they were bad influences then. Um... Yeah. Ooh, talking of female influence, there's been reported sightings of Fiona Gregory in the area. What do you mean, reported sightings? She's not the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, right. Well, okay. I won't tell you then. No, tell me. What, in Aldi again? No, just here and there. Well, where's that then? I thought you weren't bothered. Anyway, let's talk about the song. All right. I, I dictate the conversation. I think it was a shame there was nobody called Judas at school. It's probably an unfashionable name, isn't it? Yeah, I don't uh, think I've ever known a Judas. Yeah, but it was a nickname, wasn't it? Was he? Yeah, but only in football, when a, a player or manager left a team and went to another team. Like Big Ron Atkinson. Oh yeah, Big Ron Atkinson. He was called Judas by Sheffield Wednesday fans about this time, wasn't he, when he came to Aston Villa? Yeah, they held up banners. Yeah, but I don't think Big Ron Atkinson is uh, relevant to the song. Or any Iron Maiden song. Okay. Maybe people get that nickname when they leave a company. Like, we're not footballers, but did you get called it when you left a job to join another company? No. And and I think you've mentioned this on purpose. I was called Jaffa Cake Wayne when uh, I left. but And before I left. And, uh, yeah, I mentioned this. I think it was Total Eclipse episode. There's been a lot of that, hasn't there? backtracking and talking about what's been said on previous episodes. Anyone would think I'm obsessed with the past. Well, yeah. But anyway, talking of the future, 100th episode. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I know it's coming. You're not telling me something new here. Oh, yeah, but I mention it, and then you go and put on a festival. That, that was my idea, 100th episode special. Why was not involved in the planning? Well, it's, it's a road show. It's Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast, so... You stole my idea. What do you mean? There's always going to be a hundredth episode. It'll be it'll be just like this, except in in the park. All right. Anyway, what I might do is combine two episodes. So do the song "Fear of the Dark" and sort of do the album review special as well. So it's a longer episode. You can't do that. Why not? All right. So you get a poem and a top three. Yeah, maybe. Oh, does that mean we can get to do an episode where we actually sit together and chat? Oh, last. Can't believe it took 100 episodes. Does that mean you won't ring me up? 
Well, I haven't planned it yet. I'm still making inquiries about things. So, yeah, when I get a bit more information, it's a couple of weeks away yet. So I'll suddenly be in touch and let you know what the expectations are. Okay. Anyway, so, right, talking of poems, uh, have you got a poem for this one? Yeah, I have. You betrayed me. I didn't know it was our last supper. Tortilla chips and salsa dips and guacamole on your lips. I should have seen your face was frowny when I gobbled up that final brownie. I didn't know it was our last summer. Fun fact of ten, but never again. I cannot be like other men, for they are men and I'm a rookie. I weep into my milk and cookies. Okay, you seem to read that strangely. What was that about? Yeah, I'm just trying something different, getting the rhythm. I fancy it detracted from the meaning, though. I was focusing on you talking rather than what you were saying. Okay. So anyway, it sounded like it was a Last Supper um, that was regretful. This is like a break-up. Yeah. Is this Pamela? No. Well, who is it then? Oh, I've had more than one girlfriend. No, you haven't. Well, anyway, might be fiction. Poets do that. Might not be about a real thing. Well, I don't think someone would make up anything about eating brownies and weeping into milk and cookies. You can't weep into a cookie. That's impossible. No, it isn't. Tears can soak into the chocolate chips. Has that ever happened? Maybe. Okay, so anyway, you said you just basically just said at the start you betrayed me and mentioned a Last Supper. Then the rest of it, as usual, about food and then contrived to mean something about a breakup. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? No. Okay, well, anyway, what we got? Weekend Warrior and Fear of the Dark. That's two more poems in for this series. So, yeah, you need to book your ideas up. We've had this conversation every series, I think. Um, yeah, last week I think Don McIntyre said you were getting a bit obscure. Um, I mean, this week, maybe not so obscure, but still doesn't really mean anything. No, I'm sorry you're disappointed, but, you know, I thought it was all right. Well, all right, it's not good enough, is it? All right, well, anyway, let's... let's Leave it there, and then I'll speak to you next week. We're going to talk about Weekend Warrior. So, uh, yeah, have a think about that one. Okay, thanks, Wayne. Bye. Right, you can follow me on social media. I'm at Wayne Maiden on Twitter. I've got a Facebook and Instagram page where I post occasionally. And, uh, yeah, I've got a Ko-Fi page as well where you can leave a tip. There's occasionally some extra content there. There's also a bonus episode which uh, has got extra audio commentary uh, if you go back through the archives. And uh, the link for that is in the show notes. Now, most of the attention this week has been about this 100th episode that we're planning for early July on the Fear of the Dark episode. And, uh, yeah, that's all very nice, but uh, I get the impression people just want to skip to that episode. But you can't do that, like on the album. You've got to sit through Weekend Warrior, and you've just had to sit through this. Um, But then I suppose if you're listening to this in the future, uh, and you're not Paul Diano, then I suppose you can do that. You can skip to that episode, because it's already happened. Now, some people have speculated that Yannick might be there, uh, Daniel Armstrong on Twitter, and had a comment from Richard Airy on Facebook saying he hopes that he might be doing some maypole dancing. Um, well, that's a nice idea, but if you have a look at his diary, uh, well, I don't have his diary, but he'll be at Berlin, won't he, the night before with Iron Maiden, so I don't think Steve Harris will allow him to travel to DP Stetchford the next morning. Um, but if there are dancers wishing to perform, or... If you're listening, Yannick, then I can assure you that the appropriate risk assessments will take place, so there may be some dancing. Although I don't know if dancing really works in a podcast format. But the people of Stetchford are going to love it. I got a message from Mark Harvey who said, Will there be any girls there? 
Well, I don't know that, do I? I mean, it's not a ticketed event, so I don't know who's going to be there. And even if I did, I, I can't breach data protection. So it's not some singles night at the local social club. People are going to be there to hear me talk and there'll be some other things as well. But, you know, I don't know who's going to turn up. Anyway, back to Iron Maiden and the songs. Uh, yeah, Judas be my guide there. Yeah, an improvement on the last couple. But uh, still not enough to take it into 9 out of 10 territory. I think even 8 out of 10 is pushing it. Let's give it a 7. So yeah, not far to go on the album. And uh, yeah, we've made it through together. Just got two more songs to go. Um, let's see if we can get through Weekend Warrior. Um, anyway, yeah, thanks for listening. And I'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.